Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, happy Monday, and thanks for kicking off your week with me on the Midwest Farm Report. I'm Stephanie Hoff, filling in for Farm Director Pam Yonke. Both Pam and Charity Seebecker will be at the Wisconsin Association of Fairs Convention in the Wisconsin Dells today. You can follow along and see pictures at Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. If you are traveling today or not, expect areas of patchy fog this morning. When the fog clears, we'll see a mix of clouds and sun and highs of 39 degrees. Tonight, the skies will be cloudy, changing to partly cloudy after midnight with lows of 31 degrees. Egg meteorologist Stu Muck will give us a look at the full week's forecast in about 15 minutes, including some chances of snow later this week. Also on the show this morning, we touch base with what consumers want. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin has a very good idea of what dairy trends will look like in 2023, and it may surprise you. Before that conversation, I've got a story for you on how renewable fuel groups like Growth Energy are continuing the push for higher ethanol blends and year-round sales of E15 or unleaded 88. It's all coming up. Is your crop insurance strategy to just do what you did last year? At Compier Financial, we know how challenging it can be to navigate insurance planning. So we work hard to understand your goals and needs. Let us leverage our exclusive tools and vast experience to develop a strategy that protects your operation. Partner with us today. Give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compere.com slash crop insurance. Compere does not provide legal or licensed financial planning services. Compere Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Forecasting. Whether you're a weatherman, whether you're a commodity broker, whether you're planning your own finances, trying to do a little forecasting at this time of the year, it only seems to be appropriate. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I'll tell you what, Bob, some crystal balls seem a little clearer than others when it comes to that forecasting business. I think they all look like a snow globe most of the time, Pam. <laughs> Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And, of course, dairy is always the one in Wisconsin that we look at. What's ahead for dairy? Well, Mark Stevenson is gone now, and uh, the extension service has changed staff as far as, pol- as far as dairy is concerned. Lenny Polzine is now a dairy extension specialist and a chance to talk to Lenny about his position with the extension service, how he fits in, and what are some of the things he's looking for in dairy going forward in 2023. So I think um, one thing to definitely note is the incredible contribution that Mark Stevenson had to the industry. As soon as even the faintest whisperings came out that Mark would be even considering retirement, there was quite the outpouring across the industry, not only Wisconsin, but nationally that, hey, there's a lot of valuable work being done here and it would be terrific to have that continue. So I think that's not only a testament to his work, but also the testament to the willingness of the industry to come together and say, hey, like 
We want really good information that's unbiased that we can use to make really good management decisions. So the dairy industry in Wisconsin did a terrific job of stepping up and saying, hey, we value this. We want to see more of it. So He was kind of the headline maker, so to speak, as far as dairy policy and dairy research. But now you're on staff and, and you're not alone. So who is now on staff and, and how do you break down your duties, Leonard? Right now it's myself and Dr. Chuck Nicholson. Dr. Nicholson comes from uh, Cornell previously and has decades of experience in the dairy industry, particularly in economic research. So the way that it kind of unfolds is we both work together doing a lot of research outreach activities. He's funded through the Dairy Hub. So, um, you know, he puts the a focus on uh, original contribution of research and, you know, creating that academic backed empirical knowledge that then can be shared out in with the industry. So together we work on the outreach efforts. The way it kind of breaks down is we both are doing research, trying to find really good, impactful, meaningful answers to people's questions in the industry. From there, uh, a lot of my time is dedicated to those what we call outreach efforts, interacting with industry. A big part of what I do is interacting with people to see what questions they have that we can answer. The one unique thing about my position is that it's focused on the industry and dairy industry so the scope is very narrow that means that we can be more responsive so we can find out those really hard-hitting meaningful questions that people have we can find answers to them and bring them right back to people because we're not beholden to any funding chain or responsibility or grant specific uh, you know grant writing initiatives or anything like this so it provides that um, incredible responsiveness to people's needs now you and dr. Nicholson work together but you don't walk in the same office building. Your extension, and and he is more on the campus. Correct. Yep. So he's funded through the Dairy Hub, and he's located on campus, um, and then has some teaching responsibilities with that yep. on campus for the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. Or what teaching responsibilities does he have? So he teaches in AAE, so Agriculture and Applied Economics. And your function with extension is to do that research and share with the dairy industry how? Through avenues like this, right? So a lot of public-facing sort of things, whether that's interviews, a lot of popular press articles, things like this, bulletins, updates, frequently with Hordes Dairyman, Progressive Farmer, things like this, right? Leonard Polzine is with us, newest member of the dairy science staff at the University of Wisconsin Extension Service, dairy markets and policy outreach specialist, what are you working on right now, and when do you expect to have maybe some of that research available so you can do your outreach program with the dairy industry, Leonard? So right now, it's outlook season. So we're looking and trying to get people good information on what, um, of course, there's no crystal ball, right? But what to maybe expect or potentially plan for in the upcoming calendar year as far as uh, dairy markets and prices go. Other work that we're doing, Chuck and I are working on a cost of production study for dairies. Hopefully we can find some more maybe nuanced or actionable management decisions that people can make in order to guide their operation towards profitabilities. What about uh, looking into 2023, that cloudy crystal ball you alluded to? Forecast yet for dairy prices? I've heard that uh, $20 milk might be a reach next year. I think there's a lot of wild cards out there right now. Demand has been good, um, particularly in the cheese market. So our cheese market's been very steady. Our stocks of cheese have come up a bit, but our exports are still very heavy. Is China still buying our dairy or where is it going? China is still buying. Um, our main buyer is 
Mexico still. And I'm sure on a lot of people's minds is right now is inflation, interest rates rising. So one thing that was interesting that I've seen recently is that as our dollar is strong and interest rates are increasing, we haven't seen what I would say a very immediate noticeable pullback on a lot of purchasing of our exports. So we still seem to remain competitive in this larger scope of things. The big wild card, though, is if China does start to pull back aggressively, that could have a big impact. And so far, Mexico, their buying power relative to the dollar has been has been tracking very well with us. So that means that we're not pricing ourselves out of their market, and they've been approximately one sixth of all of our all of our exports go to Mexico. So a very big buyer, relatively speaking, I'd say we're still sitting okay. But there's always a but, right? There's Absolutely. a lot of wild cards out there at the moment. Yeah, but uh, stay tuned. What about in 2023? One of the major issues in agriculture will be writing, hopefully, a new farm bill. Dairy, there's been federal milk marketing order update meetings are we going to get those changed or updated now will you and or chuck nicholson be involved at a national level possibly as far as offering some input and advice to congressmen and senators who are going to write the dairy title of that new farm bill and what kind of feelings do you get, if any, yet of where they might be leaning we got you know the house is going to go to republicans and Democrats don't run the Senate. Any feeling for that yet? One thing about federal milk marketing orders is that they're done through a hearing process versus the farm bill process. So um, when we're looking at that, kind of what that looks like is that a hearing needs to be called within USDA, and then they go forth of the rulemaking and changing process um, kind of within that hearing process, right? But you know Congress is going to weigh in someplace along the line on this. I'm sure somehow, right? So right now, no hearing's been called. Um, And I think part of that is because the industry collectively has been putting forth a lot of intention towards creating a unified solution or voice before they get to that process. So they're not using that hearing process to uh, butt heads or clear out grievances. They're using that time to set those rules, those regulations, those policies. One of the big things right now that Chuck Nicholson, as well as Mark Stevenson, is still working on are, you know, a lot of the analysis around what some of these changes could look like. So that way, when uh, these hearings happen, everybody that's involved can make the best informed decision possible. When do you expect to have some of your research done, cost of production and things like that on the farm? How ongoing is this and when can you share it with the dairy farming industry? Right now, we're looking for cost of production to be at about nine months out um, as far as actual tangible management solutions that could come out. So um, another project that we're working on with a partnership with Cornell is uh, looking at the increase in dairy components in milk over time. Uh, Because since 2010, we've seen this incredible skyrocketing um, production of individual components in milk. So, and that'll come out, the first results will be in January, February, uh, and then more additional information will proceed from there. So the industry marches on with research and information being made available with Mark Stevenson leaving the university system. Leonard Polzine has moved in. Dairy markets and policy outreach specialist with the University of Wisconsin Extension. With Leonard Polzine, I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Huh. 
Nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local, William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I'm Stephanie Ha, filling in for Farm Director Pam Yonke. You know, the Midwest Farm Report team's January calendar is full. A lot of winter meetings and trade shows uh, scheduled for this month. This week, folks will be traveling to the Wisconsin Dells for the Wisconsin Association Affairs Convention happening now through Wednesday. Pam Yonke and Charity Seabecker, Seabecker are there today. And you can check out Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook uh, throughout this week for some photos of that event. And then the Wisconsin Agribusiness Classic is Wednesday and Thursday here in Madison. The big question is, though... What is the weather going to look like when you hit the road to get to these events? It's time now for our Compere Financial Egg Weather Update with Stu Muck. And Stu, for the most part, uh, the weather this week is pretty gentle, at least to start out the week. And maybe it knows that it's, we're hurting from last night's Packer game, so it's going easy on us. No, well, that'll be a nice treat. But yeah, it is going to be fairly quiet, kind of calm here early on in this week. I just don't expect too many big changes. Some activity a little further north in Wisconsin, however. And then as we move on toward later in the week, toward Thursday, some chance of some snow. Right now, still not a real good grip on exactly how and where that system is going to slip east and where it will affect us the most. But at this point, let's just say toward Thursday, I'd expect there may be some snow around. Nothing out there this morning. A quiet morning. You look at the radar screen and there is nothing nearby. Some very light snow out in the far western edge of the Dakotas and up into parts of Montana as well. Otherwise, the big area with rain is... A 
as we know, we've seen it all weekend with California still getting pounded, snow into northern parts of Nevada up in the Rockies and even southern parts of Oregon with some rain and snow this morning. That's not going to be a big system that holds together and slips east. But a little weak disturbance does slip in. And there's a reason we have a, a little more of a chance of something. And I expect mostly we're going to talk about a little fog for many of us late tonight or into early Tuesday. Maybe some sprinkles further north in Wisconsin when you start heading up uh, north of the Fox Valley up toward Wausau, maybe Shano and further north. That's where there may be a little light freezing type precipitation late tonight or into tomorrow. For most of us, just a little fogginess, I think, develops out of this. Temperatures do their best to stay on the above normal side. Keep in mind the normal now, at least as we start this week, the normal daytime high is 27. So when we talk about 30s for the next several days, that's an above normal January pattern. Finally, with that precipitation chance that could slip in toward Thursday in between, maybe a little sun trying to break through now and again. I think we'd all appreciate that with no doubt, but there will be plenty of clouds trying to hold on as well. Just not going to be a, a beautiful sunny period with some nice temperatures. At least we have some nice temperatures with those clouds and even occasional fog, something we'll have to deal with. I'll check those forecast details right after this. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to our equipment. Check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor line at our equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile, Chunk Gill. And from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. Again, a pretty mild week with above average temperatures, but Stu, for that snow on Thursday, is that expected statewide or is that limited to south central Wisconsin? Well, it's a little early to tell exactly how it's going to behave, Stephanie. I mean, even the little low that's going to try and slip across southern Wisconsin as we head toward tomorrow uh, isn't going to do much for people in the southern half of the state, as most of us are. Further north, they get that chance. So we'll watch this thing develop, and as we head toward Thursday, no more likely where it's going to slide. But I don't think it's a major snowstorm by any means, but at least some new snow may be around. And if you're like me, you look out across the field, there's not much snow cover here in eastern Wisconsin. A couple of inches out in those alfalfa and winter wheat fields would definitely be a big benefit as we make our way to the second half of January. Our Compere Financial Ag Weather Update does call for some clearing today. Going to be kind of hard to shake the clouds in the east. Maybe some clearing in the west. Call it partly sunny skies. And temps in the mid-30s. Maybe a little warmer at Madison. We could see Madison push up to near 38. And the southwest winds will be at 5. Overnight. Mostly cloudy and a little patchy fog developing late. Could be a little freezing fog in the west as temps drop just to freezing or a bit below, maybe the coldest near 30. The south winds about 5 to 10. Some patchy fog around into the day Tuesday, maybe a little freezing fog early on. I'd expect a mostly cloudy day. And again, low 30s, maybe a mid 30 in the south as winds out of the west will be at 5. As we make our way to Wednesday, partly sunny skies, a little warmer in the upper 30s. Southeast winds become northwest at around 5. And with that snow chance moving on in, I'd expect toward Thursday, at least mid-30s for high, Stephanie. Doesn't sound like a, a major winter cold snap in January, no doubt. And I guess we could almost call it the January thaw as we see these days that stay above 30. So you know, that's not all a bad way to look at it either. 
No, yeah, and I think we can handle whatever comes our way. Uh, Stu, I hope you have a good rest of the week. Pam will be with you again tomorrow morning. All right, sounds like a plan. You take care. That's your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. You can always visit Compere. Dot com. And of course, we're always to get a we're always happy to get a text from you if you will be attending any of those agricultural conferences this month, beginning this week with the Fairs Convention and then the Wisconsin Agribusiness Classic. Again, text us at 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Celebrate our century and sesquicentennial farms across Wisconsin. There is a growing list of farms that have been family-owned or operated for over 100 or 150 years. You can find out all about them all year long thanks to our friends at Compere Financial. Meet the families, hear their stories, and take a trip down memory lane by logging onto MidwestFarmReport.com. New farms are featured each Friday on our morning show. Celebrate Century and Sesquicentennial Farms with the Midwest Farm Report. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Iuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to LiunaWisconsin.org slash join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control, and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Let our family help your family. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer, <laughs> our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 
Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the bright star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the bright star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today, we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The new staff for Wisconsin football, Phil Longo, Mike Tressel. They uh, worst kept secret, right? They were finally named uh, to their positions earlier this week. They met with the media yesterday, and my God, was it awesome. Ben Kenny, once he gets in here, hopefully at 9 o'clock, he needs some explaining to do from comments that he did not like from the D.C. Mike Tressel. I'm going to save that for a bit. I want to go to our guy, Phil Longo, first. But By the way, both these guys, Rowdy? Not the tallest of men. Very short in stature. But have you seen, I know you've seen pictures of Phil Longo. Doesn't he look just like a football guy? Like He, he looks like a guy that was just going to, he's just going to chew your ass if you don't do your assignment right in a, in a nice way. Yeah, blue collar football guy. Yeah, he just Let's looks go. like just some bald guy, a little stocky, and just wants to just help people, you know, score tutties. Now, on Phil Longo, this quote unquote air raid offense that he brings he was talking about essentially his philosophy on it. Would you like to hear the philosophy? Yes, on one, please. On one Phil Longo. By the way, an offensive coordinator named Longo. Incredible. Here is his offensive philosophy. It is a little longer of a clip. We might have to pause it, talk a little bit about it, but here's Go Longo. Philosophically, what you want to do is we really want to line up sideline to sideline. And then we want to stretch and, and threaten the defense vertically. Because in a perfect world, you'd like to get all 11 defenders spread out throughout the field as far away from each other as possible, which creates the most space. And then if we do a good job recruiting, we want to get the ball to those guys, whether you're handing it to them, pitching it to them, screening it to them, throwing it to them. You get great athletes to football in space, and then we get to watch them the way you do. We don't have to coach them. If we have to coach guys after they have the football, we got the wrong guys. 
So you want to get the guys to the ball to guys that are exceptional in open space. There's his offensive philosophy. It almost sounds like he's tempting Joe Barry to get a Big Ten job and run zone <laughs> against him. Right? Give us space and watch our athletes. He's like, I want you guys to watch our athletes. Well, it makes sense, right? He's talking about they run this spread air raid. He wants to spread everyone out. So then when the great players can get open, whether that be throwing a pass to them or handing the football off to them, mm-hmm. they're already in open space. Let your playmakers be playmakers. It, it's simple, but it makes sense, right? Yeah, like, yeah. that's what you want to do. So, basically, what you saw Justin Jefferson do week one against the Packers defense is what he essentially wants Packers wide or uh, Badgers wide receivers to do. Yeah, or Jalen Waddell and Tyree yeah. Kill in the first half yeah. of the game. Makes sense to me. The goal of the air raid at Wisconsin. Here is a Longo. All we want to do is increase how effective we can be in the passing game so that defenses have to defend the full field and all five skilled players. That, that's really the goal of the air raid here at Wisconsin. Rowdy, I feel like I'm living in bizarre world, but this time it's a good bizarre world to live in. We're talking about wide receivers at Wisconsin balling the F out. Well, and look at the team that he's going to be coming in and coaching and on the offensive side of the football. Outside of Joe Tipman, who's going to leave for the NFL, the offensive line is for the most part, intact with a lot of high star recruits, correct? Mm-hmm. We had the Jack Nelsons that were five stars. We had the uh, Weedigs that were four star. Like, they're littered with four star offensive linemen with a lot of potential. And then we're, we're talking about the fact that you look at the running backs coming back. Braylon Allen's coming back. That's a pretty darn good football player. Yep. Ches Malusi, when healthy, is pretty good. And then you look at the wide receiver room. Chimray DK has been their best receiver the last couple of years. Uh, Skylar Bell is is pushing Chimray DK for best receiver. Yes, we also saw a six foot three Keontes Lewis make some flashes. And then we were just talking about if they could land a CJ Williams, who was the number 73 recruit in the nation last year, <laughs> Let's go. the 10th best wide receiver that was at USC. He's going to be in Madison tomorrow. Yep. You talk about Quincy Burroughs, a kid that was an, a, a fine three-star wide receiver. He originally committed to Cincinnati was a freshman last year. Now he's in the portal talking about and tweeting yep. jump around. You already nailed, uh, you're going to have to help me with this name, Trench Kikiana? Trench Kekahuna. Kikahuna. From Hawaii. Who's from English Hawaii, brother. who's one of Nick Herbig's guys. Just lay off the ice, brown gold Christ. He's also a nice, fine three-star recruit. You bring in all of a sudden these three guys. You better look out, And man. the three guys that you already out. have. Look plus out. Plus Marcus Allen, the guy that put himself in the transfer portal. <laughs> then went to the, committed to the Gophers. Committed to the Gophers, now he's back. We saw him flash. Are so, you kidding? Now you have seven guys that are all potentially and, going to be solid And look at receivers. the guy slinging the rock to him. Sure, she'll stop farming when pigs fly. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Monday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff, filling in for Farm Director Pam Youngke. If you're like me, 2022 was probably the year where you paid the most attention to gas prices. And the ethanol industry was paying attention too. When gas prices go up, there's an incentive to higher ethanol blending because it lowers the price you pay at the pump. And maybe you've seen that E15 or unleaded 88 was cheaper than the alternatives. And it's one of the reasons that the Biden administration allowed the sale of E15 over this past summer. But ethanol advocates such as Growth Energy are asking for E15 sales to be allowed permanently. 
even if it comes down to a legal battle. Growth Energy's attorney Joe Kakish breaks down what they're pushing for in Washington, D.C. So E15, as you said, it's, it's, it's a cost-effective and environmentally friendly alternative for all of our nation's uh, consumers and drivers. So as you saw this spring with the radical increase in gas prices, the value proposition of E15 becomes even more apparent as the margin between E10 and E15 becomes even greater. Um, and then you saw President Biden issue what's called an emergency waiver for RVP in the summertime in recognition of the, the, the pressures that consumers are facing on all fronts because of inflation, but in particular on transportation. And we were thankful that he was able to recognize that and put that in place because the real Achilles heel for RVP, you put it, is in the summertime, E15 is subject to a different standard than E10. And that difference creates a real market disincentive for implementing E15. Folks want certainty. They want stability throughout the entire year. And as it currently stands, these different standards require retailers to to switch out gasoline in the spring, switch it back in in the summer, relabel their tanks, creating potential confusion. So what we're advocating for is to, to, to fix that problem, either legislatively or through regulation, to make sure that E15 can be sold year-round on the same footing as E10. I had recently learned this. The whole reason behind that was because of the evaporation potential. E10 was approved, but E15, they never got around to it. So it's almost kind of a, just a delay. Well, it's really unfortunate because if you look at the evaporative emissions profile of E10 versus E15, you'll see that E15 is actually better than than E10. Um, the evaporative emissions decrease between E10 and E15. So there is really no policy reason for not allowing E15 on the basis of evaporative emissions. And we tried to make that argument to EPA, and they did implement that rulemaking back in 2019 to fix that issue. Unfortunately, the D.C. Circuit and the uh, Court of Appeals heard it differently. So now we have to go back to either Congress to make that fix legislatively or for EPA to create parity between E10 and E15 in a different way that still isn't in line with what the court precedent has put for us. We, we did a, a survey throughout the summer, and there are significant uh, benefits throughout the summer in, in most states between E10 and E15 on the retail level. So that value is clear. It's been you know publicly made available to folks, and we're hoping that they continue to make that good choice when E15 becomes available. Now, I want to talk about the appetite for renewable fuels from USDA, from legislators as they get into the 2023 Farm Bill. What does the atmosphere feel like? Well, USDA has always been a wonderful partner, and in particular, Secretary Vilsack has been a real champion of the industry way back when he was governor of Iowa. Um, So we expect that to continue. Um, into the future. As respect to the Farm Bill, we are actively engaging our, our champions in the Midwest. We have some really good bipartisan leadership in our Midwest states, you know, Minnesota, Iowa, North, uh, South Dakota, Wisconsin, uh, and, and really trying to get them engaged on this issue as they head into the Farm Bill legislation. What is Growth Energy's role? in the 2023 Farm Bill? No, we're, we're in active conversations. We, we do engage with USDA in particular on the Farm Bill to make sure that they understand our concerns uh, and hope that they're responsive to them as they proceed through the bill. Yeah. How about the EPA? Because that seems like it's a different story just based on the recent litigation. Yeah, so, you know, EPA, it varies depending on the administration, but I think the consistent theme for EPA is they need to take seriously the benefits that biofuels provide. I'm not sure that they do on a consistent basis. And that's evidenced by their consistent delays in implementing the RFS uh, according to the timeline that Congress has set for them, but also on some of the volumes that they put forward. You know, we want to make sure that the most robust volumes are are put forth because that's really what Congress wanted. And so we continue to, to... to send the message to EPA that 
that should be your primary concern, especially as we look into questions of climate. Uh, we have a very strong climate story to tell, and now EPA is obligated to use what's called the best available science. And if you don't use that science, then you're failing down in your job. And that includes updating the models to recognize that ethanol has a 46% better emissions profile than gasoline. And until, But we could say that that's true to the, and yell it from the high heavens, but until that gets incorporated into the regulations, it's really not going to matter. So we want EPA to translate that good science into regulatory policy. Attorney Joe Kakish along with us. He's the legal counsel for Growth Energy, which is fighting for more American-made ethanol blending and sales in 2023 and beyond. We've got a look at our markets next. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Our grain and fluid milk markets are trading up to start the week. From Chicago on a Monday morning, cash corn is up two cents at six fifty six. New crop corn also up two cents at five ninety three. Cash beans are up a nickel and three quarters at fourteen ninety eight and a quarter. And new crop beans are trading at fourteen oh one. That's up three and three quarter cents. Cash wheat is up a nickel and three quarters at seven forty nine and a quarter. And new crop wheat is trading at seven sixty one, up four and three quarters. Taking a look at the fluid milk contracts, February class three milk is up twenty eight cents at eighteen fifty nine a hundred weight. March milk up three cents at eighteen forty seven. And if we look ahead to the April contract, that's up fourteen cents at eighteen sixty five a hundred weight. On the close Friday, barrel cheese was up a half a cent at a dollar seventy two and a half. The forty pound black cheese up seven and a half, closing at two oh five and a half. And double A butter closed up a quarter of a cent at two thirty eight and a quarter. Hey, stay tuned. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin talks consumer dairy trends in twenty twenty three next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Join Farm Director Pam Yonke on Saturday, January 14th for the inaugural Farm On Open House at Carl F. Stotson Sons on Highway 19 in Wanakee. Farm On is your opportunity to learn more about how agribility of Wisconsin and the Wisconsin Farm Center keep farmers who experience physical and mental setbacks farming on. The event runs from 10 a.m. to noon and is open to all farmers, farm families, and farm workers. For more information on the event, visit Carl F. Stotson Sons on Facebook and see the Farm On event. Are you a non-union construction tradesperson proud of what you do? Did you know you're worth so much more than what you're bringing home today? Put the power of Lyuna Union Labor to work for you. When you join Lyuna, you get the pay you deserve, plus pension and health care benefits above and beyond your compensation. That's zero deductions for pension and health care benefits with Lyuna because you're worth it. Learn more at lyunawisconsin.org slash join. Sweet Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing. 
That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop? That's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Our dairy farmers of Wisconsin want to speak with you today. Of course, I'm talking about the collective group, all of our dairy farm families across the state of Wisconsin that contribute monies to the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin organization, which is charged with research, education, and promotion of all of our Wisconsin dairy products. So what's going to be happening in 2023 that our dairy industry producers need to know about, our agribusinesses need to be aware of, our consumers need to be looking for. Well, joining us today to discuss it, Rachel Kerr. She is a Senior Director of Experiential and Brand Marketing for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Now, the first thing I've got to start with, Rachel, is people are going to say, what in the world is an experiential marketing experience? Give them a little idea on what you do for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Well, you bet. Uh, Well, thanks for having me, Pam. Uh, my role is really all about creating meaningful consumer experiences that ultimately translate into affinity for a brand, in our case, Wisconsin cheese in most instances, um, and, and purchase down the road. So we're really all about building stories. So the things that I focus on are some of our strategic partnerships and sponsorships of large events. Um, for example, you've seen what we've done at South by Southwest and some other big events in the area. Um, I also work closely with media and our internal PR team to get media talking about Wisconsin cheese and Wisconsin dairy and building awareness, telling stories, um, and kind of getting that third-party endorsement. And then I also work really closely with our community of cheese landians who are our cheese ambassadors who live all over the country and truly spread the gospel of Wisconsin cheese and dairy. Um, And so I work closely with them in creating experiences for them that help educate them and inspire them to talk about Wisconsin cheese and ultimately help drive that demand for our amazing quality milk here in the state. You know, something like that Cheeselandia, that really was an amazing program. And I can't recall exactly, but I thought Suzanne Fanning was telling me they kind of started that just prior to the pandemic, but it really had legs during the pandemic. I bet you see a lot of the storytelling uh, situations that you've created and uh, some of that community drive. I bet it's still paying dividends even after the pandemic. It really has, you know, and even as we look into the next year and some of the the trends we're seeing, a lot of people are kind of trying to elevate their experience at home, and our Cheeselandians are no exception. I think we have this great group of brand ambassadors all over the country, but it really accelerated during the pandemic because people kind of needed their community. They needed that close network of folks who have similar mindsets and ideas and, and are passionate about the same things. And so we've seen the community of Cheeselandia grow to now over 5,000 members, like I said, across the country. And these people really are taking um, our message and sharing it with their friends and family and creating these really interesting experiences, even in their own home, to help promote dairy. 
Now, let's talk a little bit about where you see 2023 taking trends in the dairy industry, Rachel. Obviously, you work with a consortium of people that are all about food, all about these experiences. Tell me a little bit about where you see 2023 giving us opportunities. Yeah, well, thanks to our amazing research team, we have some great insights on where consumers are headed in the new year. And so we'll use those and tap into those with all of our different marketing programs. Um, Some of the things that we are seeing come ahead in the new year are that, just like I mentioned, people are looking at elevating their at-home experiences. The pandemic certainly has shaped the way we do things. And so people are looking at kind of having those special experiences in their own home. They're also looking for simple pleasures that bring them enjoyment on a budget. They're also going to be thinking about healthier living options. And dairy is certainly a great place for people to be health conscious. And dairy plays a part in that overall lifestyle. And then no surprise here, but people will continue to kind of practice what we are referring to as conscious consumption. So just kind of thinking about the products they purchase and how that affects, you know, the environment and what impact they can have. So those are kind of the four things that we see ahead in the new year. Excellent. Rachel Kerr is along with us. She is a member of the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin team, their Senior Director of Experiential and Brand Marketing. Let's take a little closer look at some of these then, Rachel. Simple pleasures. I mean, at the outset, the phrase is kind of self-explanatory, but tell us a little bit more about how you're drawing that consumer in with simple pleasures. Sure. So people are going to be looking for just small things that they can elevate, and especially in the food and beverage space. And so dairy has a great story to tell there. You know, especially out of our state, we have great products that have, you know, amazing flavor and different products that are created in some cases by master cheesemakers, for example, or we have different yogurt products that have layered in different flavors. And so those are kind of the special novelties that consumers will turn to to give them that little special treat at home. You know, maybe they're splurging an extra 50 cents, an extra dollar or two, you know, beyond those big ticket items. And so I think that we have a great way to connect with consumers who are looking for those simple pleasures within the dairy case. Um, so we're excited to kind of bring those products to people's minds as they are shopping. Because mm-hmm. like I said, they're looking to those special little food and beverage breaks to make their moment a little special at home. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of that goes hand in glove with this elevated experience at home. I think everybody's being a little bit more conscientious about their dollars. Uh, we talk a lot about inflation, food prices, et cetera. What are you suggesting on those elevated experiences at home? Yeah, well, we actually found that one in three consumers are increasing their activities and meal occasions at home, which means there's a great place for dairy to play a part in that. So some of the things that we've seen are, for example, upscale meal kits. You know, people are experimenting with something, you know, new ingredients and different things that they can taste in their home. And, you know, cheese and dairy and other products make a great um, addition to those interesting meal kits. Um, And that, you know, we've talked a little bit about the butterboard trend. That's an example of something recently that has kind of come to light that people are experiencing in their own home. So kind of, you know, yeah, you might have some, you know, some bread and butter with your meal or a small get together, but how can you elevate that, make it more special? Um, Those are all the types of things that we're seeing people do at home. I don't think it surprises anybody, especially when we start a new calendar year, that there's a lot of emphasis on the healthy aspects of our lives. Uh, Dairy's always been sensitive to that, but what are the new trends or changing trends you're seeing about the healthy living side, Rachel? So what we've seen from our research is that people will kind of focus a little bit more on feeling well and aging well. 
And so they know that a nourishing diet is an essential factor in kind of their personal wellness journey. And so things like choosing fresh ingredients like dairy products is a great way for us to kind of communicate that that is an important part of, you know, healthy living in the new year. Um, we also know that we have a lot of great products with gut healthy bacterial thing, uh, bacteria, things like kefir to support good gut health. And so just playing into that idea that people just want to feel better and feel like they're aging better in the new year. <clears throat> and uh, no surprise here, we have, we've known this for years, that obviously dairy products have a great set of nutrition. And so just any way that we can help kind of highlight the positive aspects of dairy as far as nutrition goes, it's always a great way um, to kind of position that as part of everyone's start, healthy start to the new year. You know, I'm also a little curious about that conscientious or the conscious consumption. I like the phrase, you know, in the dairy industry, we've been focusing a lot in on sustainability. So I'm I'm hoping that when you say consumers are trying to be conscious consumers, that we're kind of going down the same path. Absolutely. And that is exactly where we see consumers heading. You know, it's become more widely... Um, People across all ages and all different kind of consumer segments are interested in things like sustainability. And so what we're seeing and what we expect to see in the new year are people turn to this conscious consumption behavior. So they may look at a package and, you know, if they're comparing two products and, and one says, for example, this cheese was made with 100% renewable energy, they'd be more, maybe more interested in bringing home that product because it, it shows that it's, you know, there's a kind of sustainable effort behind it. So any product that can kind of tout, um, you know, whether it's limiting their waste or their packaging or it's, like I said, made with renewable energy or anything that kind of speaks to that sustainability story, you know, we'll see consumers gravitate towards that and they're, they're kind of interested in that. So uh, we know that, you know, three quarters of consumers say that sustainability is somewhat or even very important to them. So we expect that to continue into the new year as they kind of consider what different types of products to choose from. And so it's great for us because we have so many great stories to tell um, when it comes to sustainability and that element of our products that it's important for us to get those stories, those stories out there because we know consumers are interested. Man, it's nice guidance. Nice to have somebody like Rachel on staff at Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Again, uh, she is Rachel Kerr. She is the Senior Director of Experiential and Brand Marketing with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. And now you know exactly how important that position is, trying to get a, a gauge on where consumers are going to be training their eye on packaging, on recipes, on things for their home, and like we said, uh, simple pleasures, elevated at-home experiences, healthy options, and conscious consumption. Want to find out more? Pop on over to wisconsindairy.org or wisconsincheese.com. More great details there. All brought to you courtesy of our hardworking dairy farm families across the state and dairy farmers of Wisconsin. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.